You have found Behind the Lines, presented by BetMGM for week number 12. My name is Steven Andrus, joined each and every week by Christian Cipollini, trading manager over at BetMGM. In this episode, we will look back at the week that was betting in the NFL in week 11, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to the early the early week spreads and totals over at BetMGM, and I will share any bets I have already placed into my account. First of all, Christian, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving week to you, sir. Yeah, yeah, doing good here. Uh, yeah, nice uh, football on early slate this week, so it's a good week. Triple header on Thursday for the first time, a Black Friday game as well. We'll get to those spreads in a minute, but first let's talk about last week. Most of the time, I think it's been a winning week for the book. I think we've only had two winning week so far this season for the public at bet mgm so what was the verdict in week number 11 it was a really really weird week uh there was a lot of really big spreads um and then it it finished out weird uh i believe favorites ended up four and 11 or something like that and then but straight up they were 10 and three uh so it was a, a weird week from those that aspect because uh, we got hit on a few money line parlays, teasers that hit, but the individual games, a lot of them actually went in the book's favor. Um, so a good example is Detroit didn't cover that big spread. Miami didn't cover that big spread. A lot of them didn't cover those, ended up going our way. Uh, the ones that didn't go gotcha. away were Buffalo and Dallas, those ones where they just completely covered uh, outright. But we were on the dogs all weekend. Uh, pretty much any dog that didn't cover uh, was where we lost. The ones that did work. Fair enough. I want to I want to talk briefly too about the Monday night game between the Eagles and the Chiefs. That one stays under pretty comfortably. A um, couple of red zone turnovers for the Chiefs in that game. What was the outcome of that? How did? Because I know most of the time in years past you get a lot of Mahomes money in prime time, but I know the Eagles have been a popular side overall as well. Yeah, there was a lot of people taking the Eagles on on the money line, but then the Chiefs uh, on the spread. Uh, ended up being a winning game for us and actually really helped uh, on the week because we had a very small winner up until last night. But the under was really where it, it saved us. And Justin Watson scoring the first touchdown and, and you know, A.J. Brown not scoring. Uh, A.J. Brown going way under. Props like that uh, really would turn that game. The, you know, it wasn't too, too big of a difference between the Eagles or the Chiefs losing. A lot of that ended up being the props and all those other markets that got settled. Most of them went in our favor. And we were a little bit lopsided. We we did have more. We did end up having more Chiefs money on the spread than we ended up on Eagles on the money line. So it did end up working. And then obviously the props not hitting helped. I feel like every week when we get to these island games, your marketing team puts out the information on the most popular props that are out there, and they're always overs, right? Or they're always a guy to score a touchdown. So I'm guessing, generally speaking, when it's one of these lower scoring games that we've got a lot of this year, where the totals under 40 and it lands under 40. That's generally going to be a great result for you guys. Yeah, exactly. You want to factor in now that we have all these same game parlays too. You know, a lot of those are contingent on a high scoring game. So when those don't happen, especially on a primetime game, it ends up working out in our favor. All right, let's look ahead now to week 12 in the NFL. Of course, it's Thanksgiving week. We have the traditional teams playing as well as a Thursday night game in the NFC West. So, uh, Christian, let's look at first at those Thursday games, and we'll get to Black Friday in a minute here. The triple header on Turkey Day, beginning with the Packers at the Lions at 12.30 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah, Packers at the Lions. Lions are 7.5-point favorites at home with a 47-point total. Commanders at Cowboys. Cowboys are 11-point favorites with the 48.5-point total. And then 
Primetime game on Thursday night, 49ers at Seahawks. 49ers are six and a half point road favorites with a 43 point total. The movement on this Niners game was interesting to me. It ticked up a little bit because of you know uncertainty of whether or not Geno Smith would play. Now it looks like he's probably going to play. So now we're back down under the key number of seven. I'm fine with that. I'd be I've bet Niners minus six and a half in this one. I think it's generally a bad matchup for Seattle, a team that they have yet to show that they can be competitive against, including in a playoff game against San Francisco a year ago. And the Niners, I could give very credible excuses for the three losses that they had this year. Brock Purdy had a concussion. They were down their left tackle and Debo Samuel as well. When at full strength, they have looked like it, one of, if not the best teams in the NFL. Personally, I have ranked them as number one just for this week and this week only in week 12. I would have them favored over every other team in the NFL on a neutral field. So I was comfortable taking the six and a half here. And I think you're going to get a lot of money line parlays or maybe teasers with the Detroit Lions this week, Christian. I mean, it happened last week against the Bears. They had every reason to lose that game outright with a, a massive differential in the turnover column. They still somehow pull it out and save it. Um, I, I think I think that's going to be a very popular teaser side. I've already put in a teaser with the Lions as well, and I'll share a couple of the other teaser leg options I like. If you want to go non-traditional, you could go 49ers, although you're not getting as much value with that one already under the key number of seven. All right, first Black Friday game, Christian, in NFL history on Prime Video. And a note to everybody, if you don't have Prime Video, they actually are showing it for free. So you, for this game, at least, you don't have to subscribe to Prime to see Dolphins at the Jets. I'm sure we're all going to be inundated with the great Black Friday deals at Amazon in the midst of this game, but uh, at least we get some football out of it. It is Tim Boyle taking over for the New York Jets at quarterback and hosting one of the best offenses in the league in the Miami Dolphins. Where do we sit right now, Christian? Yeah, you mentioned that it's going to be a big teaser one. These these four games are, are all big spreads, and it's one for the book where they're going to get a lot of teasers, a lot of mon money line parlay action. So we're going to need one of these underdogs to win. I can already tell that from here. But Dolphins at the Jets. Dolphins are 10-point road favorites and a 40-point total. My reaction to this game has to be about the line movement we've seen already, Christian. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this one was more closer to seven, seven and a half before the news that it was Tim Boyle, correct? Yeah, it was. It actually opened at seven and a half and then sharply jumped up to where we're sitting at 10 now. So my conclusion is that as bad as Zach Wilson has been, the sharp action, the professional betters that you respect as a book to move lines have the opinion that somehow Tim Boyle is worse than Zach Wilson. Fair? Yeah. I mean, it's also Tim Boyle on a short week versus the Dolphins. It's one of those we're just <laughs> never going to end up getting any Jets money at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that that is what it is. I mean, it's just it's not much of a upgrade or it's not much of a downgrade from Zach Wilson and the way they're playing. It's just more of the offense looks – like they can't do anything, and that offensive line just continually rolling through people is is also what's not helping it there. It almost kind of doesn't matter who's back there at quarterback at the moment. They no, no one's going to have any time to you know do anything back there. Yeah, for me, I stayed away from the side on this one. I did bet under forty and a half. Looks like you guys are sitting at forty right now. Just my mindset on this one. Don't think Tim Boyle's an upgrade. I agree with that. 
Uh, one of our writers, Evan Scrimshaw, astutely noted the incredibly high interception percentage that Tim Boyle has in his career, more than 7%, which is just like ludicrously bad protecting the football. And of course, obviously, the Miami Dolphins offense. Um, you could look at that game against the Raiders and say they didn't score that many points, but they had a ton of yardage, a ton of drives that didn't turn into as many points. I thought that was more of an outlier in terms of their their final score and the, the amount of offense they put on the scoreboard, at least. Um, but the Jets' defense is really good. So maybe this isn't a 30-point game for the Dolphins, and I'm not sure the Jets are getting to 14 points again this week with Tim Boyle at quarterback. So... Um, yes, a turnover deep in his own territory might screw me on this over. That's always the battle when you're betting an under of this low and you have a really bad quarterback, you might get some basically free points on the other side. Uh, but that's, that's the risk I'm willing to take. So I'll, I'll take under 40 and a half here on the Jets and Dolphins game on Black Friday. Let's look ahead here to the early, uh, window on Sunday in week 12, Christian and, uh, you know, not as many games as we would t- typically get on a normal Sunday, but still a decent little red zone window here for us. Yeah, I got Saints at Falcons right now. We have a right now we have it as a pick 'em, uh, even both sides with a forty-two point total. Steelers Bengals, uh, we have Steelers as a slight favorite here, one point favorite uh, on the road against the Bengals, and this is a thirty-four and a half point total. Panthers Titans. Titans are three and a half point home favorites with a 37 point total. Bucks at Colts. Colts are two and a half point home favorites with a 43 point total. Patriots Giants. Patriots are three point road favorites with the lowest total of the week at 33 and a half. Last of the one o'clocks, Jags at Texans. Jags are one and a half point road favorites with a 48 and a half point total. The game that stands out to me here uh, that I will tell everybody I will have in my account at some point, I just haven't done it yet, is the Bucks at the Colts. And we got some early action this week to move this out to two and a half, Christian, I believe, um, from open. And I guess that's an angle off the Colts being on a bye last week. There are a couple of injuries in the Bucks secondary that we need to monitor and keep track of because they've had a couple games this year where they were missing those guys and the defense didn't look nearly as good. So I'm monitoring that. If this were to get to three, I would I would bet the Bucks right away despite those injuries. This line to me is implying if you take away home field advantage that the Colts are better than the Bucks on a neutral field. And I I disagree with that. I think the Bucks are the better team. I have them ranked higher this week. Um, if we don't get the three, I'm probably teasing this up to eight and a half. This would be one I would pair with Detroit. Um, there's a couple other options on Sunday as well. If you still want to hold out and wait for the three, but yeah, I, I think the bucks are the better team at this point. And, um, the Colts aren't going to be able to run the ball against this bucks defense. So it's going to make them pretty one dimensional where Gardner Minshew is going to have to go out and win the game. And I'm happy to bet against that. Uh, so that's another early week angle I'm looking at in this one. 4 p.m. Eastern time window on Sunday. Christian, what do you got? Yeah, four games here. Browns at Broncos. Broncos are two-and-a-half-point home favorites with a 35-and-a-half-point total. Rams-Cardinals, uh, another pick them here. Uh, Cardinals at home with a 44-and-a-half-point total. Uh, Chiefs-Raiders. Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point road favorites with a 43-and-a-half-point total. And then we have Bills at Eagles. Eagles are three-and-a-half-point home favorites with a 48-and-a-half-point total. 
I've already bet the Bills plus three and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles here. I think the Eagles have been pretty darn fortunate to get wins in each of their past two games for several reasons. Let's just focus on the Chiefs game from Monday night. Two red zone turnovers from the Chiefs and not just from some of their players who aren't very good. We're talking about a Patrick Mahomes end zone interception, a Travis Kelsey fumble down in the scoring area. If they just get field goals out of that, they might still win that game on Monday night. And the Eagles offense still wasn't great moving the ball, less than five yards per play in that one. So, um, you know, credit to the Eagles. They won the game. They they pulled it out. Great defensive effort. One of the best we've seen this year. But I think that was a, a situation where I'd be still willing to back the Chiefs moving forward. And I'm looking for ways to, um, to fade the Eagles' pass defense. We didn't see it with the crappy Kansas City receivers on Monday night. But the Buffalo Bills offense, despite the losses they've taken and the turnovers that they've had, have still moved the ball basically at will for the vast majority of this season. They are still among the elites in terms of the advanced offensive metrics. And if they're not turning the ball over, you saw what they could do against a very strong Jets defense uh, just last week. So they clean that up. I think they can have success passing the ball against this Eagles secondary. Um We'll see how healthy the Bills' defense is. That's still obviously a big issue. I've talked about that a lot in recent weeks. But to get over a field goal in this game was was attractive to me. So I added Buffalo plus 3.5 into the account. I mentioned other teaser legs here for this week. I think Cleveland's another solid one. The total's only you know 35.5. And this line is implying that the Broncos are better than the Browns on a neutral field. I get that with DTR at quarterback for Cleveland. But... Um, they still have the best unit on the field with this defense. This is a historic defense at this point. Another situation like the Bucks, where I'm waiting to see if it gets to three. Not sure it will, but it uh, looks like a strong teaser leg here this week. Hard to imagine the Broncos beating anybody by more than a touchdown, especially the number one defense in the entire NFL. All right, Christian, let's wrap up with the primetime window, Sunday night football and Monday night football for week 12. Yeah, Ravens at the Chargers. Ravens are four-point road favorites with a 47-point total. And then Monday night, Bears at the Vikings. Vikings are three-and-a-half-point home favorites with a 45-point total. Brandon Staley telling reporters to stop asking them the same question. The offense looks like it's completely reliant on Keenan Allen in the passing game. Uh, four on the road is a big number to lay in the NFL, but the, it's clear the Ravens are being rated as one of the five best teams in the NFL moving forward. I'm not sure I'm going to bet it. I'm curious if we will get any Chargers action as a home dog here. A little concerned without Mark Andrews on the field now, likely for the Ravens. We'll see the extent of that injury, but uh, the Chargers are definitely a team that I'm looking to bet against still moving forward. Did it last week in the Packers game cash that bet still looking for ways to fade the chargers here despite the fact that i kind of still have them as a as a top 12 team in the nfl by default because there's nobody else i can put above them it seems but when they're playing this upper tier it's it's just not a team i want to i want to back here in in the la chargers uh christian i'm going to wrap up here with one more question for you off of the monday night game where the eagles beat the chiefs we often talk about who the number one team is in the NFL for this week and this week only. Chiefs take a loss. If the playoffs were to start today, the Ravens would be the one seed in the AFC. I think there's like that group of five teams that you could anybody could make a fair debate on, but just your personal opinion, who's the number one team in the NFL at present right now? 
Uh, even though they lost last night, I'm still going to stick with the Chiefs. Uh, just is until Patrick Mahomes proved me wrong, I'm going to I'm going to still stay there. I think they still looked like the better team last night despite losing. Um, so I'm still going to go from there. From the books' perspective, we kind of have it in two tiers at this point: tier one and tier two. Tier one: Eagles, Chiefs, 49ers. Uh, we have them as three co-favorites at the moment, and then into tier two, we have Ravens, Dolphins, Cowboys, Lions. Uh, that's the next one we have there. So at this point, those are probably the what seven most realistic teams to win. Outside of that, you know, we're kind of saying they don't really have a chance. Those those are the seven at the moment. Makes a lot of sense to me. Basically agree with everything you just said. I will say, personally, I am not closing the door on the Buffalo Bills for one yeah. specific reason. If the Chiefs were not to get the one seed in the AFC, the Bills will likely be a wild card team if they sneak in. A win would mean it would require potentially another wild card team to pull an upset or or just the Bills are going to go there by default. With reseeding in the playoffs, it's likely the Bills as a wild card would have to go play the one seed in the divisional round. If that's not the Chiefs, then the path is a lot easier for Buffalo to get back to the AFC title game, and we're looking at 13-14-1 right now on Buffalo. They have a big uphill climb, a very tough schedule, starting with the Eagles this week, but I'm not closing the door yet. I see a lot of similarities to the runs the 49ers made the past couple of years here after taking a lot of losses midseason. I still think the upside is there. I think the price is right, and I think the path has gotten a little easier here too. Haven't Didn't even mention that the, the Browns lost Watson, and obviously the Bengals lost Joe Burrow, and the Steelers look like the most fraudulent team in the NFL among the contenders to this point right now. So... So you're telling me there's a chance on Buffalo. That's all I'm going yeah. to say. So, and, and and Christian, if Buffalo were to make the playoffs, like we're looking at 13-14-1 right now, but if they make the playoffs as you know a wild card, I'm guessing they're not going to be more than a field goal dog to a team like Miami or Jacksonville or Houston. And then against the Ravens, they're probably not going to be that big of a dog either, just in those individual matchups if they're on the road. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, they, they wouldn't be crazy dogs. It wouldn't be anything. It wouldn't be surprising if they, you know, end up sneaking one out. They'd certainly be a team that you probably wouldn't want to play come that come to that point because they they are explosive. They can, you know, pull up. The offense can go off at any minute. Uh, the defense has obviously been shaky, but all it takes is one one good game, and next thing you know, they've they've knocked you off. So I think that's a good point you made there too. Uh, they're priced at where they're sitting, and they still, you know, have kind of a they have a hard schedule the rest of the way and a little bit of an uphill battle just to, to make that wild card spot. Um, but barring they do do it, you know, they'd, they'd be considered still one of those topper top tier teams. Um, but certainly rated lower than those seven I mentioned before. Playoff picture at present bills are the eight seed first team out a half game behind the Steelers Steelers at six and four Texans also six and four, the six seed, Bills sitting six and five for the pride of Buffalo. The remaining schedule at Philly this week, then a much needed bye week that might help the defense. And then the, the murderer's row continues at Kansas City, home against Dallas. And then they finish up at the Chargers, home against the Patriots. And at Miami, which we mentioned already in a previous episode, maybe Miami's resting starters in that last yeah. game. And it does the, does the Bills a favor. So we'll see how this plays out for sure. 
Christian, fantastic insight as always. We appreciate you coming on each and every week and giving the sports books opinion, the sports books perspective on all these different things. For everybody else out there, we have kind of a truncated schedule with the Thanksgiving slate this week. The Megapod we're going to record on Wednesday. We're going to go through the Thanksgiving games, the Black Friday game, and and share at least a few of the bets that we're making on Sunday. So a little bit smaller with the holiday schedule and. Uh, obviously, you can check out all our other shows on our YouTube channel and our podcast feed as well. For Christian Cipollini, I'm Steven Andres. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Best of luck in week number 12.